Did you hear that? Was it the horror comedy podcast with Jake and Haley? Oh my god, it was. This podcast is for inhalation use only. And that means it's not for kids. It's been a long, hard day of tomfoolery and grab-assery, and it's Haley, and it's Wednesday, and it's the Horror Comedy Podcast with Haley. That's Clementine. You already know what it is, baby. We come and tell you scary stories every Wednesday that I find on the internet, and they scare you, and you come back because you love it. If you have a scary story you'd like to be featured, email it to us at thehorrorcomedypodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to tune in on Sundays for a full-length maxi-sode. All of these are from the Paranormal Board of 4chan by anonymous users, unless stated otherwise. This is reposted from an old video game thread. I used to know what you might call that kid in middle school. He always smelled like he shit himself, and he wore the same clothes for fucking weeks on end. That is, his wardrobe consisted exclusively of real run-of-the-mill generic pajamas. The kind where it's completely a solid color, the shirt buttons up and has a pocket for some reason, and there's a matching pair of pants. He wore that to school, and he wouldn't take the fuckers off until they were fucking made of stains and smelled so bad that even he had to notice. He was your typical chubby, long-haired, greasy neckbeard, except for it was like the seventh grade, so he couldn't actually grow facial hair. But um, he sure did try. He actually grew like a really fucking weird thin mustache. It was composed of just like a few hairs. His upper lip always looked wet, so he couldn't help but notice that it was there. Anyway, he liked to bill himself as a video game programmer. The truth was, he could only program terrible-ass text adventures and Visual Basic, and it was a damn miracle if they lasted more than three minutes and weren't easy as shit. He bought these fucking stupid games to school every other week, burned into blank CD-ROMs, and he'd ask everyone to play them in the computer lab. They were always really stupid and completely predictable. You wake up in a dark cell or an alien spaceship in a forest or whatever. Except for one he brought in that was different. That's not to say it was actually good or even an actual fucking game, to be frank. Just that it stood out more than his other releases. This one he called Happy Mommy. And I'm the sorry sack of shit he insisted should play it. It started out in the usual command prompt window his games always had. With the pointless ass beginning text asking me to type go to begin the game. Except this time, when I typed go, it didn't start out in typical text adventure style, telling me I woke up somewhere and there's a useful item in the room and four directions. This time, it started out saying, happy, happy, mommy, one day gone. Just like that, in all lowercase, as was standard fare in this fucking weirdo's stupid-ass games. I wasn't really sure what the fuck to do with it at this point, so I asked him and he told me to type in mommy. So that's what I did, and it returned, happy, happy mommy, two days gone. And just like that, I really didn't know what else to do, so I typed in mommy again. This time I got, happy, happy mommy, three day gone. Now I tried to type mommy again, but it didn't work this time. So I asked him what the hell I'm supposed to do now, and he said to type hungry. 
So I did, and I got Happy Happy Mommy for Dagon. Happy Happy Mommy Hungry. Happy Mommy Hungry. And then it just closed itself. I went on with the rest of my day, completely fucking confused at what the shit I just played. He came to school the next day, and that's the last time I ever saw him. A really spooky ending, I guess. The whole class was obviously wondering what happened to him. The teachers made it seem really mysterious and creepy because they were really secretive about it and insisted that we didn't talk about it. No one found out what the hell happened for the rest of our entire school, from 8th grade to high school graduation. Outside of the obviously bullshit rumors. Years later, long after I was a grown adult, I came back into contact with one of my middle school teachers and we chatted up a bit about the good old days and all the stupid assholes that we went to school with. I guess because I was an adult, he felt more comfortable around me, even if he was still way older than me. So I asked him what the hell happened to that kid. Now this next part, I swear to God, is not made up. Apparently, over the week before he disappeared, this kid's mom had fucking hanged herself. And since he was an only child, and she was raising him on her own, and no one in their neighborhood really knew him, no one fucking knew about it. And this kid just kept going to school and coming home to her corpse for five days before someone took notice of this and looked into it. And according to this particular teacher, this kid, I shit you not, had been eating his mom's corpse almost the entire time. I was never actually told what happened to him after Child Protective Services took him away, and I'm not sure that anyone knows. Yeah, fuck that. Um, nope. No. Here's another one. I have one, and it's about Great Uncle Donnie. I was deployed in Afghanistan in 2010. It was six months into my first tour. I was on a dismounted patrol and suddenly I hear, boom, an RPG impacts over us. We start taking fire. We deploy and take up position to attack. I'm firing and then I see a flash of light. And then I go deaf and blind right after the flash and the boom. Something exploded right in front of me. I am breathing heavily on my back when I regain sight. I'm bleeding from several parts in my body. Everything fucking hurts, man. All I can think about is wanting to just go to sleep. Just sleep the pain off. I open my eyes and I see a man wearing an old helmet. He is looking over at me and he yells, I got you, buddy. I feel myself being picked up on my feet and then he walks me back to our camp. He puts me down and he disappears. I woke up in a field hospital. They got most of the shrapnel out of me. My command team come in and tell me the story about when I blacked out wounded. Apparently, I got up in the middle of the firefight, held out an arm, and staggered like I was a zombie all the way back to medical. I was medically discharged from the army in mid-2011. At home, I was helping my grandparents rearrange and organize. I was going through old boxes of photos. I freeze at one photo. It is a photo of great-grandma, great-grandpa, with great-aunt Minnie, great-aunt Stella, great-uncle Paul, great-uncle Bob, grandpa Mike, 
and a soldier in uniform. The soldier? It was the man who saved my life in Afghanistan. Great Uncle Johnny was in the 32nd Infantry Division. He died July 27, 1942, in Papua New Guinea. He was posthumously awarded for braving heavy enemy fire to save a wounded comrade. After dropping off the wounded man, he turned right around to rejoin the fight. He didn't make one step forward before he was hit in the chest by a bullet. That's an incredible story. Great Uncle Donnie deserves a raise. After going to Carlsbad, all I can imagine is getting lost down there, wandering aimlessly through the hundreds of unmapped tunnels, trying to go in a generally upward direction and vainly attempting to conserve your flashlight's batteries as much as possible, while still avoiding falling into a deep pit. Standing in the middle of a colossal underground chamber, straining your eyes in every direction for a glimpse of light, but only soaking in what is likely to be your grave. Oh, you'll call for help for sure, and sound can echo a fair bit through those tunnels. But amid the miles of labyrinthine passages, it is unlikely another caver would hear you, or find you, if he or she did. Maybe, in your desperation, you'll hope you will stumble across someone, something, benevolent cave creature, something that will lead you to the surface, or find a passage in some form of inner earth. Slowly, it will dawn on you, however, that it seems much more likely if a caved creature larger than blind crickets existed down there, it would be the one doing the finding, not you. Yeah, in your delirium, you'll realize that for many hours now, you have been followed, watched, stalked even. And as your flashlight slowly dims, you'll grow fearful afraid to look anywhere but straight ahead, for fear of what may be lurking in the inky blackness. Finally, your light will go out, and you'll be forced to sit and wait for the end, or blindly crawl through the tunnels a few hundred more feet before giving up. Naturally, your occipital lobe won't know what to do in absolute darkness, miles under the earth, and it will trick you into thinking you can see the dark outline of your hand as you wave it in front of your face. That's when you'll finally hear the first noise in hours that you didn't make. Hey, fuck you for posting that. Um, you're responsible for my therapy bills. Thanks. Shit, I love telling this story. I was working in far northern Alberta. It's an area where it's literally a huge ass forest, and the only signs of civilization is an oil, gas well, and plants. It's all muskeg in the forest area. Muskeg is scary as shit just by itself. It's literally soft ground from decaying stuff in the forest that has grass growing on top. It can be immensely deep water or rotting plants and animals, but thick enough for grass to grow and some small trees to even take root. It's Alberta's quicksand, basically. Moose are known to venture into it and get stuck and drown. In areas like this, some of the wells can only be visited by most vehicles in winter. Some are even more remote and can only be accessed by helicopter in winter. 
I picked up a pretty sweet job in one of the helicopter runs doing maintenance for two years. I want to stress that these locations are at least 300 to 400 kilometers away from any real civilization at this point, and traveling in these areas is dangerous not only because of animals, but shit like muskeg. One summer, my pilot lands us down. As we land, a guy exits the little shack set up on site. He looks pretty normal. He's a little tattered and rough, but he looks like a normal human. He's got a fairly straight-cut, short black hair. A bit of a five o'clock shadow, and he's wearing an Iron Maiden t-shirt that's just way too large on him, with regular blue jeans. He's going towards the tree line. I yell out to him something like, hey, what are you doing here? We can help you get home. But he keeps going. I yell out again, what the fuck, man? How did you get out here? We can help you. The pilot even yells out something like, we can cancel our run and get you to safety. He makes it to the tree line while we are yelling. He stops, and he kind of looks back. His face kind of slips into a smile, and then he runs into the trees and disappears. Nobody at work believed us. It's not really paranormal, but truly the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I just want to know what he was doing out there. Everything in the shack was undisturbed. You know what he was doing out there. He was plotting your imminent death. Definitely. Here's the last one, you guys. My little brother is really into astronomy. He's like seven years old. He likes to look at the stars and watch things. About three weeks ago, he spent literally the entire night looking at one part of space from the room. He never once moved. He didn't even eat. When he finally gets up about noon the next day, I ask him what he was looking at. I looked at the screaming stars. What are you talking about, you little brat? There's a place I found where, if you look at it, you can hear screaming. No way. I'll prove it to you. I wait until about 11 at night. The telescope hasn't moved since the other night. I look into it, and I hear very faint screams. The longer I look, the louder it gets. I have to look away. I noped out and told her mom that she should take away his telescope. I'm never going to look at the stars again. You shouldn't. You just shouldn't. That's it for this week's mini episodes. If you guys have a scary story, email it to me. DM it to me. THC Podcast is our Instagram. Um, you can also send me a carrier pigeon. I also accept owls and chickens. We'll see you Sunday for a full-length episode. Don't forget to drink water. <laughs>